0: How many listings should you have? Should you deactivate seasonal listings? What are the best digital items that I've seen selling? And should you sell more trendy designs or more timeless designs? In today's video, I'm going to answer all of these Etsy questions and more. If you're new here, welcome back to my channel. My name is Dylan Jarris, and I'm an Etsy seller of seven years. I've sold over $1.5 million in revenue on the platform, and that's over a million dollars in profit. I still have my shop, but I have a military spouse, who basically does all of the production for the shop for me. And now I'm teaching over 1,400 Etsy sellers, just like you, how to scale their shops to multi six figures. And I do that with my course and my coaching. Now before Etsy, my entire background is corporate e-commerce. So I worked for big companies like Zappos and Zulily. So that is really what all of my teachings are rooted in, just basic e-commerce principles. If you like these Q&A videos where I answer your questions, please subscribe to the channel if you are not already. And you can just hit that little subscribe button. All right, first question is having multiple types of products in my store that serves different types of customers bad. I've noticed the successful stores only have one niche. Okay, so this is a big thing that makes my teachings a little bit different. We are not picking niches. So we're not just picking a niche like mugs or like t-shirts or like teachers or nurses. We're not just picking one niche and sticking to that. We're actually choosing customers instead of niches because not all niche have customers that have consistent spending habits. You can target multiple customers within the same shop. We just wanna make sure those customers are not in opposition and that you still have a cohesive mix. So if you've seen my video where I talk about my student who has the Anthropology of Etsy shop, if you haven't seen that yet, definitely check it out. But she's serving many different types of customers all within the same shop, but they all appreciate a similar aesthetic. So that's really what we focus on doing. And what happens is then you become a shop that is serving many types of customers who all have consistent spending habits, and then your income becomes very consistent. But multiple types of products, yes, absolutely. I have this framework called the seven types of products that I really recommend implementing. So you have different listings that have different purposes and you're driving up your order number and your revenue at the same time. All right, I have a general store, mostly for testing products that sell well. Is this bad? Well, if you're testing products that sell well in a general store, I would make sure you are really prioritizing that store and really optimizing it. So I wouldn't really wish. Waste your time on like a test shop because then if you find something that works for that test store that test shop and then you decide to put it into your main shop well you've just gotten traction in the test shop so and then you're basically moving that thing that just got traction in a test shop into your main shop so you have to start over again with getting traction so i would just have a main shop and continue testing within your main shop i just started but i'm not getting any views is it some location setting that needs to be changed um no probably not honestly it's probably your seo and you do need to put in some legwork to drive traffic in the beginning. So yeah, so unfortunately it's not just a location setting that you have to change and then you'll get views. It's quite a bit more than that. Should you create trendy designs or more timeless designs? How do you know what your ideal customer prefers? Well, one thing that I really recommend doing is looking to stores and brands that your customer is drawn to and then take the lead from them. Are they more timeless or are they more trendy? For example, maybe your customer loves urban outfitters, right, a lot more trendy or maybe maybe your customer loves Ann Taylor, right? That's a lot more timeless. If a listing isn't making any sales, should I delete or deactivate it or just keep it there? Well, first of all, if it hasn't been getting sales and it's already renewed more than one time, I'd probably just kill it and start over. If the listing hasn't gone through a full cycle to renew again, then I would make sure that it's fully optimized with the right SEO and then also optimized for both mobile and desktop. Q4 strategies for digital downloads, please. All right, great question. Well, a couple ways That I would go with this is one Q4. You know, it's right before the end of the year, so think about end of the year reporting people do, end of the year tax prep people do. I would get more practical items in your shop that people would rely on, maybe for businesses at the end of the year or the start of the year. I would also look at doing things that are giftable. Now, with digital products, it's really tricky to come up with some giftable things, right? Because you don't want to give someone like digital clip art for Christmas, right? How weird is that? You could, you just have to think about how to package it differently. So what I would do is maybe come up with a listing that is a bundle of your entire shop and that it is packaged in a way that it is a gift. Maybe you're a clip art shop and the listing is a Christmas gift full shop bundle and then the customer could basically print off something that they could maybe fold into some like origami present and then open it and it's like the code to get the full shop bundle. Something like that. And the final thing I would do for a digital shop in Q4 is doing like calendars and planners and things that are more giftable. So calendars are a great giftable item. If you could do something that's customized where they plug in maybe photos or things that they could then print it and, and give it as a gift themselves, I would consider doing something like that. So calendars and planners are, are a good one. Should I have a certain amount of listings in my shop? Not necessarily. I've seen shops do over $7,000 a month with two types of products that turned into about seven listings. So I really think it depends on how much you know weight those listings carry. What's kind of the the velocity of sales what's the revenue coming from those listings that you do have now if you are just not seeing many sales and if your sales are really light your traffic's really light then you need to start adding more listings most people don't have enough listings that's one of the things i usually recommend pretty quickly to new etsy sellers that come in and start working with us is to really work on getting their listing count up when revamping a product and bringing it back after the listing was deactivated for a while is it better to make a brand new listing or reactivate the old one and make the updates within that one. I would say it depends on the sales history. So if that old listing has, you know, $10,000 of sales behind it, I would bring it back. Well, first you should not have deactivated that in the first place probably, but I would bring it back if it has good sales history. Now, if it's something that you deactivated because maybe it was seasonal and it wasn't really selling, then I would probably just create a new listing. So to me, the answer to that, it really depends on the sales history for that listing. Is it better to give options in your listing and have an extra listing for customization so the customers can add it? to the cart i would always always utilize both variation drop down menus for customization as well as the personalization text box i would do all three of those things before i would add on a customization listing because the reality is like most people don't take the time to go to your shop and look through your listings and look through your add-on listings most people aren't doing that most people are shopping on their phones which makes it even less likely that they would do that so utilize every drop down menu you can. Make sure you are utilizing the personalization text box before you resort to a separate listing for customization. When do you know it's finally time to close your store and move on? Curious what you mean by this. Move on to a different store? Move on to like no more Etsy? For me, I think it really depends on what your goals are long term. If you want to stay in e-commerce, I always recommend having an Etsy store because it is the cheapest traffic you will find on the internet for e-commerce. The customer they bring in are so profitable now if you're thinking about starting a new shop a couple things that i would think about are how long has the shop been open if you have been open more than two months and you have no sales i would start a new shop if you've been open six months or longer and you have less than 20 sales i would start a new shop if you've been open two months or less and your stars next to your shop name is you know three stars or less and you have like 30 sales or less i would probably open a new shop do you recommend curated collections with limited stock Really interesting question. It really depends on your customers. Number one, do you have a cult-like following who would be, you know, chomping at the bit waiting for your drops, right? Like your, your inventory drops of limited edition items. If you don't, then I wouldn't do that right now. If you do, then I might consider it. But what I would probably do is have more stock for that limited edition one on your website so that they can at least still buy it outside of Etsy if they put in the work to find it there. I've seen it really work for one of our Etsy sellers in my program has children's clothes and like baby clothes and it works really well for her. They sell out but she has like a cult-like following going and if she didn't have that I wouldn't recommend that strategy. All right what are the best digital items that you've seen selling? All right so for this one, oh wow I would say digital items that have utility behind them with f- about 1400 Etsy sellers in my program, the ones with digital shops that are doing the highest volume typically have items with utility or purpose or they? helping someone save time or make money and sometimes it's a higher ticket item like a website template but other times it's something that's you know much less expensive like five dollars or less and it's a spreadsheet or something the items that i've seen selling the best in the digital space i really see strength in items that have great purpose utility behind it the exception to that would be if you have a really high volume of listings and like i have some students that sell clip art, but they're selling it primarily to other businesses you know other etsy shops even and they have you know thousands of listings if you don't want to have thousands of listings then i would say that Items with purpose or utility are a great way to go email list should I have one I wouldn't focus on doing that day one I honestly I think it could be a big distraction day one especially if you don't know your customer because your customer day one of your shop it might be a completely different customer than who you are targeting you know six months from now or a year from now so once you know your customer and you're really sure about it then start building your email list but I wouldn't really put time and energy into that beforehand does posting a listing on Facebook groups hurt the shop conversion rate so I am an expert, I would say at driving traffic from outside of Etsy into your shop. Your conversion rate might be a little bit lower, but still you're bringing a ton of customers to Etsy and Etsy does like that. Some of my best selling items, items that have brought me over $50,000, sometimes over a hundred thousand dollars in revenue, they have been items with a conversion rate of less than 1% and they are still my power listing, my market leader listing. So most likely your power listing, your market leader listings, their conversion rate is not going to be the best converting listing in your shop. I would say keep driving that traffic. You're going to grow so much faster. Are there any other coaches online or courses non Etsy related that you'd recommend? If so, which? So I recommend following a couple people, specifically Alex and Layla Hermozzi. They are two mentors that I really look up to. And I was fortunate enough to actually get really great advice from them. They don't have a course. They're not selling you anything. They have really great Great advice though and i would definitely follow all of their content read their books so youtube podcasts their books they have great free information out there so if you are someone who's looking to start a business scale a business and looking for some guidance in that or even guidance in the mindset it takes to do that i think the two of them are a great example to follow should i be concerned about potential competition messaging me saying my stuff looks good i mean that's interesting that they would actually message you that you know if they're actually messaging you this they're probably not not people that you should be worried about. That's what I would say there. (laughs) Is it confusing my customers to sell t-shirts in my shop if I sell PNG designs to t-shirt creators? Um, Have really clear sections, really, really clear sections and clear site merchandising so people know what you're selling, where it is in your shop. Yeah, so use your categories. How do you manage to work full time on your business? Having the kids in holiday at home. So my six year old, he turned six yesterday, he was in like a summer camp at the school all summer. And then my other little one, he is gonna be two soon. He is in a Montessori program that is year round. So really not much changed for us over the summer, but I'm still a mom of two. So it is a lot. And it's really about being really intentional with your time. I will not waste a minute doing anything. If I'm not working, I'm with them. I don't scroll. I don't watch TV. I don't do anything. I mean, it's sad to say like, I really don't do anything for myself right now because I have two huge priorities. So like most moms, like I put myself on the back burner for sure. It's a lot to balance. So between work, your kids, you know, your husband, yourself, like it's really tricky to balance. And I'm not going to lie and say like, oh, it's like I got it all balanced. All the plates are spinning in the air perfectly. Not at all. You know, things are crashing and falling. Like it's chaotic, but you know, I have grace with myself. Like I'm absolutely not perfect. My kids are almost two and then six. So these are impressionable years. And I want to make sure that they know whenever they need me, I'm there. And I want them to remember that. So in the moment, I keep thinking about my kids and, okay, well, how will they remember these days? And I just wanna make sure that it's in a positive way. So that's kind of how I keep things in check. But I will say, you know, time for myself has been completely pushed to the side, you know, which I'm sure many moms can relate to. <laughs> Any way to avoid made in China when sourcing supplies? All right, yes. Yeah, so I actually have some students who have jobs related to the government where they can't buy things from china and you definitely can buy from other areas you could buy from taiwan i actually buy a lot from taiwan you can buy from india you can buy from pakistan you could buy from turkey mexico i mean there's so many places you can get inventory from and supplies from that are not china and there's also u.s based partners as well so i would say absolutely you can definitely avoid buying things made in china is it okay to put two different products in one shop for example digital downloads and oil paintings or No. I would say it depends on who the customer is for those two items. Are they the same customer? Are they completely different customers? Do they appreciate the same aesthetic or do they kind of have different preferences there? That's what I would say. Is the aesthetic cohesive between the two or are they just completely different? That's how I would make the decision. I shifted my Etsy shop from selling physical to digital products. Is this okay with Etsy? For sure. Do it 100%. How many listings should we have? It really depends on kind of the velocity of sales from those listings. If they're doing high volume and in high revenue already, you might not need, you know, more than 10 listings. But if they're slow sellers, if they're not working for you, I would say keep adding listings, keep testing, keep trying until you start to get some traction. So, do not get to 20 listings and, you know, $50 a month and then just quit and just let it sit. For me, unless I was doing 10k per month, minimum, I would continue to add listings, but it just depends on what your financial goals are. Do you think a shop selling only earrings has the potential to earn $50,000 a year? Absolutely, absolutely. What is your advantage to coaching people print-on-demand business? Well, I would say, you know, I have students selling everything you can imagine from 99-cent digital downloads to Etsy sellers who sell $15,000 tables. It doesn't really make a difference whether you're selling a You know, t shirt that you're making yourself versus a print on demand shirt. The e commerce principles are the same. When I was a buyer, when I worked for Zappos, I had experience selling both, you know, women's dresses, but also like surf, skate, footwear. Completely different customers, completely different products, completely different pricing strategies. But what I learned was core e commerce principles. So that is what I teach things that you can really apply to any category. So about half of the Etsy sellers I help have print on demand either incorporated into their shop or they're doing it exclusively. And some of them do up to $100,000 per month across all of their shops combined. I would say that instead of finding someone to help you who has done a specific product, I would find someone who can help you who has the core strategy component in place. It doesn't matter what the product is. It's the basic business principles that you need to learn how to apply. I hope this Q&A was helpful for you. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to the channel. And if you'd like, you can also leave a comment and I will consider your question for our next q a and if you have any questions on our coaching program which goes from six weeks out to 15 months of coaching just reach out we'd be happy to share more details with you about what that looks like all right i'll see you guys in the next video